Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your favorite spread? Seriously, 651-641-1071. It may sound like such an obvious question, but really there are so many spreads. And, you know, sometimes you just have your go-to. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So spread, you mean like like ham salad? Sure. What are you talking here? What do you spread on your stuff? I don't know. What's your favorite? Here's why I'm asking. Spread stuff. Apparently, Pop Tarts is inviting us all to start spreading butter on our Pop Tarts. Oh, what? Yeah, that's that's, that's nasty. Oh, uh, what is this, Paula Dean? Um, butter and oil. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Pop Tarts and butter is like a trend, and uh, right now, Pop Tarts is partnering with a company called Banner Butter. To release a limited run of Pop-Tart branded butters to go with different flavors of Pop-Tarts. Oh, that's cute. Kind of cute, right? But see, this is a thing where that's kind of genius, but you don't need to put that on the Pop-Tart because you already have the Pop-Tart. I would put the Pop-Tart butter on a piece of toast. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it seems a little redundant to put the s'more or the frosted chocolate fudge butter on a frosted chocolate fudge Pop-Tart. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of frosted chocolate fudge. No, listen, I just want you to know, Bradley, I don't think there are rules. So if you want to get a package of all six flavors of Pop-Tart spread from Banner Butter, you can get them for the low, low price of $25, and you can spread them on whatever you want to spread them on. But I'm here to tell you, butter is like, I don't know. I don't not like butter, but it's not my favorite spread. Okay, what's your favorite spring? Cream of? cheese, always. Oh, sure, yeah. 651-641-1071. What is your favorite spread? Peanut butter, Nutella. You got that ham salad spread? Sure. A pimento spread? I'm here for it. Uh, maybe like a nice figgy jam? Cool. Yeah, no, I mean, whatever floats your I don't care. spreaded boat. 651-641-1071. We like food. What do you like to spread on stuff? Tina's on the line. Shall we go to Tina? Yes. Hello, Tina. Tina, what's your... F- oh, wh- I'm sorry. Holly's still talking to Tina. She's busy. We'll find out in a minute. What's your favorite spread, Bradley? What do you like to I spread mean, on stuff? You like butter. Are You're you just kidding? a classic like, butter. We, do you like a salted? I have a... Well, yeah, salted butter has to be. I have a stick of butter on my counter at all times. I do too. And I don't refrigerate it. Don't at him. Yeah. Neither do we. I have a question. Mm-hmm. When you're making something and it calls for unsalted butter, I just put salted. Butter. Me too. I. Yeah. No, salt makes Why are they everything to better. Tell me not because to put salt in it. Here's the other thing. It also 
Mm, there's a reason they put salt in butter in the first place. It's not just for flavor. It's also to help with the moisture content, mm-hmm. and it also keeps your butter longer. I feel so like, like it makes it spreadabler. Yeah, I don't spreadable. know. I don't know about that, but I do know that it it extends the shelf life of your butter. Okay, as I'll salt does to most things. Right, it's a nice preservative. And I just love salt. I do too. So. Let's go to Tina. Tina's and I got put a salt favorite on spread. my my buttered bread. Yes, okay. I do. Okay, he's not going to stop. <laughs> Tina, what's your favorite spread? So I do a, a, a well. I do two things. I do a a roll up, which is cream cheese. Usually I use like like some kind of other like cream cheese. You throw a pickle in there, mm. and it, we call it boat food. Or my other spread is actually. Uh, avocado toast. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Now yeah. we're talking. Spread that avocado. Avocado's That's good. yummy. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Tina. No, and that she called it boat food. The like ham with the cream cheese and the pickle in the middle. A lot of people call it Minnesota sushi. Um, Just a pickle roll up. Isn't a, that what yeah. we used to call it? Yeah, it's a real good. Um, it's a real good snack. Let's go to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Stephanie, what's your favorite spread? Hi. Well, first of all, I want to say that I was putting butter on Pop-Tarts over Before it was years cool. Ago. You know what? Stephanie, I just want to honor that because we also got an email from Amy who said the very same thing. You put them in the toaster and when they're done, you take a little, little tiny bit of butter and just melt it over the top and it's delicious. You know, I still do that. I think you're not alone in that. Um, I've heard this before, and I think it's our very own Lori who does this. Oh, yeah. Somebody, it's either Lori or Julia. I think it's Lori, though. And it just, it never occurred to me that you could put butter on a Pop-Tart. Like, I just, it just seemed like there was already frosting. You can't butter right. frosting. Well, and I don't, I think cold butter would just be kind of, Ew, that just, but a little melted butter. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. Melted butter makes everything better. Yes. Well, no, and I was going to throw in goober jelly on top of all that because I'm five years old. What's goober goober jelly? Goober grape. It's Uh, peanut butter jelly combo. Yep. In a jar. That's a thing? It's deep. Oh my God, where have you been? No, you can get them already (laughs) together? Yeah, goober grape. I didn't know that. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Stephanie. blew my mind. My God, your mom really kept you no, i mean we just like put the peanut butter or we just mix them ourselves yeah i mean it's a thing goober grape yeah man the future is they now. probably have several flavors i just we always call it goober grape there's strawberry there is mm-hmm. see because i prefer peanut butter with a strawberry jelly i'm not a big fan of grape jelly but i'll yeah. do it in a pinch i like grape and peanut butter on white bread like it's old school yeah yeah and that's so good cartoon strawberry and that cartoon peanut look real horny for each other well so. that's Enjoy. why they're it's, we're horny for it that's why so. they're in the same jar yeah um <laughs> i don't know what to go to do with that monica's on the line hi monica monica what's your favorite spread i okay so um I found this um, when my kids were younger, and we watched this show that uh, was called Charlie and Lola, and they're um, a European little cartoon. And they used to do these sandwiches, and so we tried this out, and it's fabulous. So what you do is you take, um, you have to get the Philadelphia, they have that whipped cream cheese, not the regular, but the whipped cream cheese, okay? So I spread that on 
like a Brayton cracker or a Ritz cracker, whatever, and then you take sliced cucumber with salt and pepper on it. Ooh, that does sound good. I would make these little sandwiches. You can do it on bread too. That's how they did it in in England. But we did it on crackers, and I would I would pack those for picnics. Oh, that's great. And the kids love them, and they're super yummy, and it's a fun kind of hors d'oeuvre for the holidays too. Something oh, different. Look at this. Thank you, great Monica. Ideas, Monica. You have Thank just you. planned my uh, cracker tray for Christmas. Let's go to Lee. I'm Lee, glad we'll you have... didn't call it a charcuterie. I board. would never. I, I have learned from you. Um, let's go to Lee. Hi, Lee. Lee, Hello. you're going to have the final word on this. What is your favorite spread? Well, I guess it kind of almost could be considered a dip as well, but you just get um, Daisy Sour Cream and you mix a Fiesta Hidden Valley Ranch Packet okay. into it, and you can spread it on literally anything. You can put it on, like, a, a tortilla wrap. You could dip any type of cracker in it. You can put it on toast. You can dip celery in it. It's addicting. Okay, thank you for that easy tip, too. That's another great entertaining tip. My mom, uh, to this day, when I go home, she takes sour cream and a a packet of Lipton onion soup mix, Mm -hmm. and we have that to just dip everything in. Sounds real good. Yeah, I'm just over here still with my mind blown about these jars of peanut butter and jelly already together. Great man. I'm so, it's so funny to me because I feel like that was just such an iconic part of the 80s. Idea? We never had this. Yeah. Should we bring in a jar of goober for Colleen to try on cheat yeah, day sure. Friday? I would fully do that. Also, yes. And mm-hmm. when we return, what? I'm just saying yes in every way I know oh, how. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we got to check in with Britney Spears' sister. Because Jamie Lynn has a new memoir out and she wants to tell us about it. Bradley's going to give us the report of the report after this on My Talk 1071. From the Stinkfoot, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show. We're professionals. My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Speak Trainer. For I wasn't, actually. Um, it's clear. It's time for us to talk about Britney Spears. Yes, Queen. No, we actually need to talk about her sister. Can we, I don't know, can we just get toxic a little bit, maybe? Oh, sure. We, we, it's a song Jamie, about their family. I mean, that's why I wanted to play it, because <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears is recalling the painful time of isolation. I don't mean to minimize other people's pain, but these are quotes coming from... Her memoir, Jamie Lynn Spears, Things I Should Have Said, that was previously called Lyrics I Stole from My Sister. Thank you. This is a People exclusive. So People had an exclusive first look at Jamie Lynn Spears' memoir, Things I Should Have Said. But I think these are things you said because now you've said them. Right. So it's not should because you did. Anyway, I don't want to argue the finer points just yet. I do want to say, though, this is a calculated move. At the hand of Jamie Lynn Spears, sister of Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. It comes at a fortuitous, no, a moment, no, a, a species. Uh, the timing is interesting. It's, it's an interesting <laughs> timing because we are literally at the door of Britney Spears conservatorships death spiral. I don't know. My analogies are really crap today. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, but my point is, Britney Spears is about to lose her conservatorship once and for all. Which Kick is it a to the curb. good thing. Bye. Yeah, which is something we've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, 
Oh, oh, it's interesting, though, that her sister, who by all accounts has tried to profit off of her sister, at least mm. if you listen to tabloids, mm-hmm. which I understand are not always the, the most ideal, but there's been a lot of rumors and gossip about how she has profited from her sister's conservatorship. So at the time when a bunch of people look like bad dudes, a.k.a. her father, Jamie Spears, mm-hmm. her mother, Lynn Spears, and her sister, combo platter, Jamie, Jamie Lynn, Lynn Spears... And her husband, Jamie, Jamie Montgomery. I never. Oh, which is that's also same last name as her conservator, Jody Jody Montgomery. Not no relation. No relation. Or is there? We don't know. But we could probably find it out if Mm -hmm. we Googled. Anyway, the moral of the story is, do, do we not find it interesting that all of a sudden people is getting an exclusive just moments before the conservatorship comes to an end? That Jamie Lynn has also suffered at the hands of her crazy parents. Well, there's, yes, no, no and yes. I mean, I feel like this moment for Jamie Lynn Spears is like, hey, look at my life wasn't great either. But also at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. We're going to have a hard time putting that up against your sisters. Well, it's not, to me, it, it is it is that, but it is also the... Uh, I also have suffered at the same at the same hands that my sister has. So I know you want to make me look like a bad person, but I want to show you the pain that I have. Mm. And, you know, they're both public figures. I think they're both entitled to do that, certainly. And I think at the end of the day, what we what we take away from this is that their father really is a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad person. What is she telling us? In this store, or in this exclusive, um, I make fun, but the story itself is pretty harrowing. Um, and by the way, she's she's talked a little bit about this up until this point. And here's what she said. I just want to read a little bit of this to you. She talks about, um, quote, I, I felt a strong conviction to share my story, but there was a lot of personal work and healing that needed to happen before I could share my truth the proper way way i've spent my whole life believing that i had to pretend to be perfect even though i wasn't so for the first time i'm opening up about my own mental health and she talks about um her dad um you'll remember the story about her being pregnant right and her parents trying to convince her to end the pregnancy end the pregnancy yeah. and not only that she was also told that she should not burden her sister Brittany with the news with the news right um uh, and again you can actually read her literal words for the first few days i spent most of my time in my room everyone had their own opinion about what was best for me one person after another and there were many came to my room trying to convince me that having a baby was a terrible idea and you will find yourself feeling like oh my god this is horrible and you can certainly understand where the evils this family hath wrought upon Britney Spears are probably also being wrought upon other people because right. this family was more concerned, apparently, with the optics and the vision and the monetary feasibility of all parties involved. Right. And that didn't just include uh, Britney Spears. She was the paramount concern. Right. But at the end of the day, you'd have to believe that anybody under the umbrella of this family is dealing with this dysfunctional you know, family dynamic, namely the ones put out by Jamie Lynn. And I think to a lesser extent, Lynn Spears, but I don't, it seems like they're both equally culpable and, you know, making 
dysfunction the norm. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it would be easy to say just based on what little we know, because Britney Spears is under conservatorship and Jamie Lynn is not right. It's easy to draw from that like, oh, she's they treat her better or whatever. But you're right. Patterns are patterns. And parents who parent um, in toxic ways don't usually like shed that just for one kid. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the, they'll, they'll apply it everywhere. They'll sprinkle it liberally. Now nah, you're the one I'm going to treat all right. Yeah. No, yeah. you on the other hand. Nah. Yeah. You're my Every, good child. It is equal opportunity. What? You know, I honestly, I have to be honest, I kind of want to read this. Well, memoir just memoir-y. around the corner from uh, our good friend, Jamie Lynn Spears. Memoir like the corners of my mind. When we come back, crazy, stupid idiots after this on My Talk 1071. We love you. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things to tell you about crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. And sometimes other places. Dun, 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 dun. Like where? Like Florida. Yay! I want to tell you about a man who did something that did something else, and then there was something, something, a little something, something. Okay. Uh, so we're going to start puzzle. with um, Christopher Callen. He's 33. He did something to Amado Dominguez Cuevedo, 57, during a confrontation Thursday night inside their cell. At the Monroe County Detention Center in Key West, Florida. Okay. Now, let me just set the Did stage. Did he shank him with a shiv? No, he didn't shank him with a shiv. That's or always a good... shiv him with a shank? Shiv with a shank. I think it's shank, shank him with, with a, a shiv. shiv. Yeah. yeah. So, Callan, uh, that is Christopher, we'll call him, because uh, that's his name, has been jailed since being arrested in late September for failing to register as a sex offender. Dominguez Cuevedo locked up on a $40,000 bond, has been in custody since his arrest in February for an aggravated battery and indecent exposure rap. That's a lot of stuff. But that has nothing to do with uh, their crazy, stupid idiot status. It it all, the crazy, stupid idiot status, um, let me just say, wound up in an emergency room visit. Oof. Uh, with like punching in the face and the ribs and doing some things right now the victim said he had no idea why he was being attacked out of the blue and it seemed totally random but here's the thing it wasn't random oh do you want to know why christopher callen beat the daylights out of dominguez cuevedo did you say that they were cellmates amado uh yes Okay, so here's what I think happened. Okay. The guy who got beat up had a dream, and during his dream, he was talking in his sleep, and he said some real rude stuff about his cellmate, like just really horrible stuff. You and know, he was like I'm gonna get him tomorrow. That's a great story, but no. When questioned by cops, the perp in this case, Mr. Callen, 
whose knuckles and hands were red, appeared to provide a motive for the assault, complaining that his cellmate did something vile and disgusting. Mm, He swore. No, he farted. Okay. Yeah, so it turns out he has excessive flatulence and also failed to courtesy flush the toilet. So it was real stinky. I mean, I don't feel like he can help that. I feel well, bad for him. You know, well, feel bad for him all you want. I mean, mostly because he ended up in the emergency room. But that is the excuse that Mr. Callen gave that his farting roommate Aww. had bad toilet habits. He also complained that Mr. Dominguez Quevedo speaks weird languages. Like what? No, I think like he, his actual language. Like Spanish. Okay. I think he's just racist in addition to yeah. being a jerk. And and he's fartist. Too fartist, yeah. Like, no, I think you're allowed to not want. Like, I'm sorry, but when you're in jail, I kind of feel like you have to be real careful with your tooth for sure. But also, I mean, it's not an excuse to like haul off and beat somebody. When but you're like living in close quarters, like I don't know to how a long toilet. you can hold that stuff in. Yeah, but like also your toilet situation. Oof, you need to courtesy flush. Mm. I mean, you need to do that when you're not in a jail cell, but like when you're right up on somebody and you have no privacy. Close quarters requires a courtesy. Special. Yeah. Special. Special. uh, Flushing consideration needs to be taken. Exactly. Manners. Manners. Prison manners. Uh, But uh, fortunately, you know, Mr. Um, Perpetrator in this case was like a known quantity. He couldn't really run from the situation, so they were able okay. to apprehend him and arrest him. Oh, all right. So that was in Florida. We're mm-hmm. moving to Indiana. Oh, okay. What's going on there? We're going to meet 54-year-old Sammy Allen, who on Sunday um, was... Okay, so what happened was uh, a guy stole a piece of construction equipment from a construction site. Okay. He did this uh, about about 1.30 in the morning. He was already being chased by cops. Okay. And that's why he stole this uh, piece of construction equipment, which at this point, was listen. Was it a bulldozer? No, it was wasn't. Was an excavator? But I'm, I'm telling you, now, now we could totally hop it. We would know what to do. Because we just... now. I, but I will say this. I don't know how the average person knows how to run one of those things because there's lots of stuff on. Yeah, it's on true. Those, but whatever. No, he actually stole a street sweeper. We don't know how to how to drive okay. those. But then he tried to make a getaway from the cops. Yeah. He had swiped this street sweeper from a highway construction site and he drove it through several people's yards slowly. The cops uh, tried to stop him with the spike strips, you know, those things that are supposed oh, yeah. to poke holes. Um, but he was going so slowly, he drove around them. Um, he topped out at speeds of 10 to 15 miles per hour, to which I would just say, why didn't they just, like, get out? Like, I don't know. How could they not catch him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you would think. 10 to 15 miles per hour. This is a low-speed yeah, chase. like you could run at him. Then he crashed the darn thing into somebody's garage. Part of the garage collapsed. But he still kept driving. He was able to regain control of the street sweeper. Okay. And he just kept going. The The chase did end, though, at some point. Um, 
But it didn't end because of anything the police did. It ended because this guy drove the street sweeper into a river. Oh, God. And then he had to get out, and he took off on foot. And only then were they able to sick a uh, police dog on him. Oh, my God. They used all the tools. They did, but not like... I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i not... A, I don't... This is not my living. I don't know how police chases work. It just seems like if I, yeah. a vehicle is going 15 miles per hour, it should be a little easier to catch You'd them. you think. But I apparently not. Just like form a barricade or something yeah it seems like anyway dog bit his arm uh and that's when they were able to catch him he's been charged with vehicle theft resisting arrest and leaving the scene of an accident also reckless driving okay well thank you it's not a good thing no uh where are we going next minneapolis that's here i know city i know where we live well, the lady in question is from Minneapolis. So I want to tell you about something that I did not hear the story. I've not heard this story, um, but I want to share it with you now that I have learned of its existence. So a criminal complaint states that a state trooper uh, on last Saturday night began following uh, a 70-year-old Minneapolis woman's vehicle when she was driving erratically near Concordia and Snelling Avenues Hmm, over in St. Paul, not too far from where we are. Uh, Ms. Hansen stopped in a closed traffic lane, exited her vehicle, and approached the trooper's squad car. Now, what happened next will change your life forever. Would you like to imagine what she did next? I want to, I have guesses and I want to guess them, but I'm also afraid that she has family members that might be listening. So, um, oh, I'm just going to say she, um, started crying. I don't know. <laughs> no, crazy, stupid idiot status, uh, is in full effect with this story. I mean, I want to say that there was some poo involved. No poop that okay. I'm aware of. Well, you know, I always go there first. I know, you do like the poop. Um, I mean, I just feel like we've been around for a while. Oh, was there a solo experience? No, this was not a uh, a nail. I almost said nail polishing silverware (laughs) polishing experience. Okay. Was was there a solo cup involved? Was there alcohol Maybe, involved? Maybe, yeah, yeah. So Miss Hansen stops in a clo- That's not Stephanie Hansen, by the way. Okay, this thank is, you. This uh, is the seventy-year-old woman named Jean Hansen, uh, and she exited her vehicle. Remember, she had she was driving erratically. Stopped, got out of the car, mm-hmm. approached the state trooper. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, right. I'm not going to approach the state trooper's squad car. Right. She Good did. Call. Start there. And allegedly told the trooper, who was aware of an active warrant for her arrest, quote, Hey, officer, I'm trying to find my way out of here. Okay. The trooper then asked her to, Hey, why don't you just have a seat in my squad car? Good uh, call. Let me just take, let's yeah. just take a few deep breaths. She refused and refused then tried to get back into her own vehicle, at which point the trooper tried to pull her out of her vehicle. Then she grabbed something that looked like a gun. What? And pointed it at the trooper, who retreated to the squad car. Ms. Hansen then sped away, not Stephanie Hansen. Thank you. Sped away from the scene in her vehicle. The car was later... I mean, this is like, you guys... This is some stuff. The car was later found nearby. She then... Wait for it. 
was found hanging on the fence of the Pascal Street Bridge. I don't even know where that is, by the way. I think Pascal it's on Street. Pascal Street. Oh, I think it's a... Right there in St. Paul. Well, I mean, yeah, I just, I've never heard of that street before. Uh, oh, it was over 94, so it Ooh. must be an overpass. Wait, was she on she the outside of it? She was literally hanging no. off the overpass, no. drinking a bottle of tequila, no. grabbing at a silver gun-shaped object oh in gosh. her waistband. Like, is this MacGyver? According to the complaint, officers recovered a replica handgun, knife, and another foil and duct tape object. What? She also, in addition to showing signs of impairment, admitted to taking at least six diazepam pills, for which she had a prescription, before drinking tequila. And by the way, I am no pharmacist. I'm pretty sure you don't take six of those at a time. That is not as prescribed. Um, She told authorities that she thought the trooper was a threat to the public which is why she grabbed her fake gun. They were like, actually, ma'am, you're the threat, which is why we arrested you. Uh, And that situation has been resolved, and she is now in the custody of those who would like her to get better soon. Yeah. Can you imagine hanging off the overpass well that you know imagine you're driving down 94 in the middle of the night god it's a rough day i just can't wait to oh my god that's all i can think about i mean obviously i know that this person has been you know is taken to a safer place and yes all things sort of ended up in the best way possible yeah but i think about what that would be like to just be you know cruising down 94 and do my eyes deceive me? Yeah. No, that is a human being. Yeah. Woof. You'd be like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I would probably just be like, I think I saw. No, there's no way that yeah. couldn't have been it. Right? Yeah. Man, I'm just trying to get some biscuits over at Hardee's, which is close by. Right? Oh, I don't know if that's open yeah. 24-7, Biscuits though, is it? and gravy at Hardee's. Oh, well, the drive through In my fantasy. It is. It that's is. real close to us, you guys. That's where that Pascal Bridge is. Pascal... Over 94? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's real darn close. Wow, that is very close. I know. We were not working. No. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley's looking for it. No, I'm looking because I have. I swear I've never seen Pascal Street in St. Paul, and I, I used to live in St. Paul. So. All right, you'd think you'd know. Um, we're going to play a little game when we come back. What's that game called? It's called The Throwback. Live. After this on My Talk 1071.